Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. Yeah. Yeah, the sounds you're hearing are the sounds of Can't Tell Us Nothing, a Houston-based improv group. Uh, there's four of us in the group uh, that we like to do make ups In this group, you get Amichi. Hello. Where's <laughs> your screen set? With the <laughs> coveted Amichi response. We get John. What's up, y'all? And we get Tandy. Hey! Oh, and also myself, Antoine. And this is, again, the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. What is this show? What are you listening to? What we do on this show is we take opinions, we take discussions, we take topics, and we make improv scenes on the spot. We don't know what we're going to say. We don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to be inspired to make gold. Sometimes we, are, we bring on a special guest to help inspire us. Welcoming back to the show, actually, is uh, Jonna, who is... <laughs> hold on. We have some titles for Brandon Tandy's Land Baroness... Okay. Third Ward resident, native Houstonian. Uh, tell us more about you, Jana. What, remind the people who you are. I I have the absolute honor of being a, um, I am third generation Houstonian, raising the fourth generation right here in Third Ward, along with my husband, who is from Capetian, Haiti. And we are raising two, uh, we're second generation Haitians here in America, and we are, like everyone else, currently navigating uh, an uncertain time for all of us. Um, everything's changed. We're all at home and, and talking to each other through phone screens and computer screens, so we're all kind of getting used to that and, and just staying safe and trying to come out on the other side of, of all of this COVID and civil unrest and everything else come out stronger on the other side. Can so I ask how old your children are? 20 and 17, both males. My 17-year-old uh, will be 18 in about two and a half weeks. Yeah. So interesting time for him. He just graduated. Um, he graduated online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Posted his picture and that was it. And they didn't even spell his name right. It was ridiculous. Oh, no. Uh, <clears throat> What's a graduation without about, there's at least 20 of those at every graduation. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. Nobody, nothing mad. Yeah. It was a mess. It was crazy. But we knew it would be. We just made sure we had a good picture of it. It looked great. <laughs> well, so what now? I'm curious. What are they going to do now? Well, they both, for now, will be going to school online. Kenny actually has been in a dual credit program since 10th grade, so he'll be coming up on his associate's degree, like, really quickly here, and then he will go on into the last two years of a four-year program, and the reality is, I believe, I don't think anybody's going to be in school in person until January earliest it may even be later than that so for now both of the guys will you know uh take hcc classes no reason to overpay since <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody get home i'm not overpaying for you to sit on the same seat so they'll continue to do hcc classes until things get back to normal <clears throat> his long-term goal is to finish the bachelor 
program so that he can go into the Air Force and uh, join the flight program. You have to have a degree uh, to train as in the Air Force. Uh, but uh, he is considering the reserves right now while he's in school. But again, who knows what that looks like right now since people are having a quarantine, not only here, but in 36 states right now. So we'll see. We'll see. But he's, he's happy it's done. And he doesn't seem to be overly bothered about how it all shook out. Like, why freak out? You can't control it. Sounds pretty stoked. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, next. This one is the unaffected one. He's like, oh, COVID? All right, we can stay home forever. Say <laughs> 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 very briefly to like a shoe exchange place. He's Kenny Hustles. When he was like four, five, he, this is the only kid that could go to the barbershop with no money and walk out with money in his pocket. <laughs> barbers hey can i sweep for some money or and the funny thing is is up until COVID happened his first real job that he got on his own was being a barber in a barbershop <laughs> worked in the barbershop that he was getting his hair cut at uh going there every weekend answering the phones helping with the appointments sweeping mopping cleaning are you, did he get that from, from you guys? Are you and your husband hustlers in, some, in any way? Oh, complete grinders. Yep. Right up. I don't know nobody hustle like Jim. There it is. <laughs> I don't know nobody hustle. Y'all oh, hustle family. They've been working since we, we. And you say that was Haitians, right? <laughs> it was, it was destined that she would have to. It was yeah, you had to get in on that. Cause I, I don't know. Jay has so many, man. Ten, ten, what, what are some of the notable hustles you remember? <laughs> it, whatever it is, it's just that she's been doing it so long. When we were in high school, Jonna was a waitress at JoJo's. You remember that? Uh, they're not old enough to know JoJo's. Don't know JoJo's. I don't know JoJo's. <laughs> but, I mean, in high school, you're a waitress. Yeah. I mean, but wait, before that, I worked at Irvin's. I worked at a beauty, oh, at the shop. beauty shop. You sure did. Okay, I know Irvin's. I was 14 years old. Been working. Straight that up. Grinding. Straight up hustle. And didn't have to. Like, you know, didn't have to. No, you didn't. But you just wanted your own money. You wanted your own stuff. But just oh, a hustle. I wanted my own hairstyles. If my mama was paying for it, she was deciding. I wasn't walking around with that. 2D from Facts of Life mushroom forever either. I had to do <laughs> And she wasn't buying concert tickets and you know that kind of stuff. I did it so I could do the things I enjoyed and also so that we could go on choir trips. You know, mm -hmm. I had to do my own way. Oh, I guess that was a hustle. I was selling candy. Oh, yeah. I used to sell candy. That's the easiest oh, thing. Yeah. Slanging oh, candy. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, <clears throat> I read in this book that I'm going to put on my daughters when they get in school, we're going to buy big packs of gum and they're going to sell chewing gum per, per uh, slice. Oh my God. Per slice. <laughs> you don't get everybody put out. Look, yeah, yeah. then the hustle is let them sell toothbrushes. <laughs> you said toothbrushes? Yeah. So, oh, are we in prison? The, start the problem, on? man. You start the problem and solve it. With two businesses, man. I get Isn't her. that the American I get way? Her. That's the of American course. way. 
Of course. And then we sell you medicine. I'm a capitalist, man. I tell you, I feel you. I feel you. We cut to mm -mm. we cut to a um, we cut to a man uh, standing with another man outside of his house. Uh, yeah, Twan man. I knew when I sold you this car, man, I knew you were going to take it for it. I knew you were just going to spin out of control, man. I knew that you were going to crash it. I knew it. I knew what, it. What do you mean? How do you know that? I mean, it's a red car. It's designed to go fast. You just kept looking at it. I was like, this dude right here, he needs to buy this car because I know he's going to take it. I know he's going to crash it. Let me help you up. How's your leg? Can you stand? I think so. I think so. But I, I, I take a little bit of offense to that. You know, I actually consider myself a good driver. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I do like to go fast. That's true. I mean, who doesn't? If you got the right car, you got a good looking car right here. I know, but, but that's uh, why I scoop up the engines on them. See, you already ready for that, uh, that uh, 10 horsepower. Yeah, I, I, I souped up the engine. I gave you 55. <laughs> Give me 55 horsepower. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's just a little something I do, a little something extra. But uh, how's your, how's your, how's your, can you stand up though? Can you really stand? I just got to lean against the car a little bit. Just got to leave it to the car. But wait, hold, no on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, it yeah. sounds, wait, 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 hold on. You sounds like you're saying, <laughs> it sounds like you're saying that you thought I was going to drive this thing too fast to go out of control, so you made the engine even more powerful than it should have been. Exactly. Don't That's you think that that might have influenced maybe it going out of control? The car isn't built to handle 55 horsepower. I mean, I'm just saying everybody, you know, wants to go fast. I don't want to stop them. Well, hold on a second. I'm going to call my brother. He's a surgeon over at uh, St. Mary's General. He can fix you right up. Hold on. Sure. I appreciate that. I'm right here. Hey, oh, hey, bro. Yeah. Oh, you on your break? Yeah, I'm on my break. You said you sold that guy the car, so I, I, I figured I'll just stop by now. What are you yeah. doing on the side of the freeway, though? Like, you just drove up to the accident? Yeah, it's looking for accidents, you know. People need my services. Yeah, he kind of anticipates it. That's kind of thing we do, right? I sell fast cars. When people crash, you know, he's there to help catch them up. They need it. Uh -huh. Some people don't make it. You're lucky. Whoa, whoa. Are you saying that people have died in this little scam or whatever you're running? It's not a scam, oh, man. Damn. I'm selling cars. I'm selling my, my medical services. Yeah. <laughs> but then my cousin owns a funeral home. Paul, Paul's funeral home. My cousin mm -hmm. owns a funeral home. So if it doesn't go well, then yeah, he just comes on in and picks up slack. Yeah. Oh, oh Paul. We I don't think we need you here, man. We don't need you oh. yet, Paul. We might. We don't know yeah. yet. We might. And never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> 55 horsepower. I know a lot about cars. I want to tell you all. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do a right. quick thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. My, uh, my current car has 175 to 245 horsepower. <laughs> that guy was just a bad driver. Yes. He's driving like a golf cart. <laughs> horsepower. He still hurt himself. <laughs> Some people just never, never going to be great. He was man. supposed to have 10 horsepower. <laughs> He's supposed to have 10. Multiplied it by you a red. You got a red golf cart. <laughs> Wrecked as soon as you bought it. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, Jay, listen. Um, one of the things that we 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 like to talk about in our off time, and you'd definitely be a great resource for this uh, as part of um, you know your many hustles. One of the things that you have gotten into over the past couple of years has been um, real estate. And uh, talk to us a little bit about some of your endeavors. What's going on? Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'm going to, first, I'm going to follow the story. How early on in our marriage, this is something my husband wanted to do. And at the time, I didn't realize how afraid of getting involved in that I was. My thing was, oh, I don't want people living on my property. I don't want to be a landlord. I don't know if it felt cumbersome and I just didn't see the vision at the time. As I matured, I realized I was afraid of what that would come with. I can say that now, that I was afraid of the responsibility, afraid of the cost, afraid of you know, just dealing with people. Who wants to deal with people and their complaints and trauma and whatever, right? Tenants. And so we, it took a while to get to that point. And, and I will tell you, we got there accidentally. Here's what happened. So when my mom died, we decided instead of me and my sister selling the property off, that my husband and I would buy her out and that we would renovate and turn the home into something that was more suited for the way we live. We are food people. We, we're all about hospitality. We always talked about doing a bed and breakfast, you know, when we got to Florida or moved to the Caribbean and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we, we revamped the kitchen and then we were going to buy a house up in Summerwood. We put a contract on a beautiful house with avocado trees, all this crazy, amazing stuff, outdoor living, a pool, all this stuff. And one night, I kept asking my husband, do you hear water? I hear water. Do you hear water? He kept saying no. And then he woke up a couple of days later one morning and just said, you know, I got a weird, weird feeling about that house up the Sunwood. Let's not do it. Let's not buy it. I said, okay. Well, as it turns out, we had 10,000 gallons of water under our house. That was the water I had been hearing for three nights. Asking him, do you hear water? We had a pipe break under the house. So we were gonna have to go in and put in a new main line. And the whole problem with that is you put in a brand new main line and connect it to plumbing that has been in place since 1957, you're gonna bust a leak everywhere in the house every other day because yeah. now I, you know you're drinking out of a fire hose so we had to then pluck down a ton of money fix the plumbing and it required that they put in 25 holes in the house a shoebox size holes 25 of them at that point we're like yeah we're renovating make it happen did that got things to a nice place down the road we had this den in the back that tandaway will remember i had my 14th birthday party back there man we were dancing the 45 do you remember that <laughs> okay go on the police synchronicity that was my favorite album that year there were several good, good songs but yeah we killed it that was the best party that was a great party. um 
we renovated back there and we thought, okay, we'll have a tenant. We turned that room that I had my birthday party in into a full-on apartment, full apartment, top to bottom, full kitchen, everything. And then from there, I said, let's Airbnb. Let's do that. That business model seems to be working for people. Let's try it. What year and was we this? Sand- oh, we just did the Airbnb last year. This just came 2018. I forgot it's 2020. September of, of 2018 is when we turned this full renovation of the back into a money-making situation. And it still allowed us to not only have our main house done and nice, we had it on a deck, French doors, really amped it up. But we also added on a guest suite. Uh, that, there was a little room back there we used to use as a computer room right next to our washroom. That is now a full-on bedroom, bathroom, ensuite situation so that we never had a guest bedroom before. So now a guest has that whole area back there and doesn't even have to see us if they don't want to. Behind that is where the Airbnb is. And the way we have the doors uh, installed and designed, the Airbnb can either be a one bedroom, one bath, or it can be a two bedroom, two bath. And with everything that we have loaded into it, I'm able to sleep six people and a baby with no problem. The kitchen is a full-size kitchen. It's not a kitchenette. It's a full-size kitchen. Granite, recessed lighting, like we did it all. We did it all. It's awesome. I have to send you guys the link. But the business model of Airbnb allows you to make nearly three times the amount of money that you would make having one tenant year-round. The potential is great with the Airbnb. The, The only thing about that is having to clean it, and just the turnover. But it has been really a, a blessing and a great learning opportunity. And we learned how to market our properties to people and learned how to design spaces that have no dead air, no dead space. Everything's usable. Everything has a space. We designed the space, you know, unlike a hotel room, it's kind of hard to go into that for a full month and feel at home, right? You come into this space, you literally have everything you need down to the Lowry season salt. I have a seasoning that's full and ready to go. It's awesome. <laughs> that's the truth. Old Bay, <laughs> we got it all back. Onion powder, garlic powder, olive oil. You come in, you can cook day one. It's cool. And it's kind of an honor system. The cool thing is the people that come and stay, they open the cabin, they're like, oh my God, all this cool stuff, but we're missing one thing. So if they buy the one thing, they leave a big one because they can't get back on the plane with that stuff. They don't want to track all that stuff back with them, especially if they don't live nearby. So over time, it's built up into this really cool honor system for seasonings it's not it's neat it's we, cool. we, <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a uh we cut to a guy uh opening a door it should show uh, another guy a room so amici this is uh where you'll be staying uh, for your stay you'll yeah. notice that the room has everything you need 
by that, I just mean it just has condiments. It's nothing but condiments in this room. Uh, so you, anything you eat will be pleasantly seasoned. Oh, man. I just had some pepper earlier before I, yeah, before you showed up. I was trying out the room, um, <laughs> I was making sure it was habitable. But yeah, pretty much any seasoning you could need is in this room. So uh, you don't even have to you don't even have to talk to us for the rest of your stay. Just right. It's it's, it's just that this is an empty room with just condiments and seasonings all over the floor. That's right. <laughs> no bed. Mm -hmm. I've seen people make those condiments into a bed. I've come in after they left, and I've seen they had like a bed area and there's a place I where they put their laptop bed, hmm? out of these, like you know, put the lemon pepper as a pillow. What am I doing here? Of That's course, I mean it's your space. It's your space. I want you to feel at home here. All right, so use the seasoning however you feel. If you want to put that lemon pepper down and use it as a pillow, that's fine. I would prefer to use the sugar myself. I prefer that as a pillow, but hey, who am I to judge? You know. You're the guest. Okay, I'll just really prefer like you know real bed. You know, I think that would be so much, so much. Tell you what, than, tell yeah. you what, stay tonight, try it out, and if you don't, you know, if it doesn't really work out for you, to tell you what, tomorrow we'll go, we'll get you, we'll get you some sort of bed. All right. We cut oh. to later that night, baby, yeah. baby. I told you the door was gonna be open. Come on in here. We can bring all that sugar, all that stuff on the plane. I don't know why you tried to make me leave it here. Come on oh, in. This, oh, this. oh, wait, what's the call? What you do? Why are you slipping on my sugar? What are you doing? Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm staying here now. Uh-uh. You, you can stay. I don't care. But I'm going to need the sugar. I brought lemon pepper in here. I got some paprika. And I have a little bit of basil. So I just want to take my seasonings with me, okay? Okay. And make sure, make sure you get the hot sauce. We left the hot sauce. Oh, I forgot about the hot sauce, babe. Yeah. Where'd you put the hot sauce? What you doing with? Where's the hot sauce? That, that's I was just kind of using that as a, as a, a blanket. Uh, <laughs> oh. I just pulled it on me, spread it all over my body just a little spread bit. Spread it all over. What did he say? That he boy, said, man, I spent seven dollars for that hot sauce. He ain't putting it all over his body. He put it all over his body like a blanket, you man. You better take that corn, that cornmeal over there and put it all over your body. Give me my damn hot sauce. That's right. You owe us seven dollars. Oh, That's I, I, a Sam's Club hot sauce, boy. I'm sorry. I thought it's all the stuff came in the room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did we bring the, we brought cinnamon here too, didn't we? We sure oh, did. No, I know way better than this. I know you are not using my cinnamon container as a footrest. You got your legs elevated, got your feet on it. My, my feet are a little swollen from walking around all day. So I figured I'd use, do that. I, I, uh -uh. Well, everybody know you put garlic on your feet after you've been walking all day. You don't put cinnamon, what? I, I apologize, this is my first time assembling a bed out of condiments and, and spices. You ain't got Google or nothing, man? You, you couldn't YouTube and figure it out? A better way to construct a bed. Now you got my wife all over here. She upset. Now yeah. I'll get none when we get back home. I'm sorry. I I really apologize. I mean, you know, if you guys could show me how how I should have done it, that that, that might help. Well, I guess I could, cause we, babe, you remember? I took I took the uh, cayenne. Mm -hmm. And then I put, I stacked all those cayenne peppers that we brought over there, and I made mm -hmm. like a little alcove on the side. And then oh, yeah. over here, I took some, um, 
I got some allspice. And then sometimes some people don't like to play with the liquids, but I like a little uh I, I like a little like vinegar. And mm -hmm. thank you. And I like a little vinegar and I like a little uh uh, uh vanilla. And I remember made that, a little breakfast. Remember that too. night you made all of that? You put that vanilla all over your body, we start playing synchronicity and we got wild in that bedroom right now. I ain't gotta tell him about it. That oh, oh that oh, it was all over the cayenne pepper, all over the cinnamon, all over the oh. Man. Oh, it was this. It was magic. It looked like he's sleeping on that right now. Hmm. You don't even know what you're sleeping on, new man. I'm sleeping on. Oh. Just, I see all it. kind of stuff happening here. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, when you guys on your way out, I mean, you guys can can go since I'm staying here now. I don't know. We were, but you know, talking about that. Talking about that vanilla got me thinking, though. I know. I, I, right. I, I, right. I, right. Hey, can you make some music on uh, yeah. on those Lowry cans? Can you just start? End scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm just glad nobody <clears throat> said anything about mayonnaise. Oh. No. We do provide furniture. We provide furniture. Okay. <laughs> but let me say this. We, what I didn't overpay for was the beds. Um, they're comfortable, they're good, but you know, you gotta make assumptions about what's gonna happen in there when you got that kind of turnover. No expensive beds. Good beds, not expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never know when you're gonna have to throw that out. <laughs> yeah, they don't need the adjustable uh, memory foam that you can press a button. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the mattresses are memory foam. Those are memory foam, but but I got them at a hotel liquidator. I yep. probably should that before you went to see that's pretty funny. Yeah, so used hotel beds are a thing. Yep. Hmm. I mean, every time you go to a hotel, you sleep on a used hotel bed, that's don't true. you? That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and you don't know, know is what goes on in them hotels. Yeah, what's the best way to clean a bed, a used bed? <laughs> well, Acid. <laughs> Hot water. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it. Um, no, we <laughs> have mattress covers, of course. Every time you, well, first of all, in an Airbnb situation, you, the expectation is, and, and most people who use Airbnb have done it before. So the expectation is they have not an endless supply, but plenty of sheets to change out, towels to change out. It's not like a hotel room where these are your sheets, good luck. You have several sets of sheets, several sets of towels, and several pillows. You have what you need to freshen things up as you go. Our unit has a washer and dryer as well. The only thing with that is recently I've made sure to tag the washer so people know don't overload it, you, you know, do reasonable loads, you know. Young people think they could throw everything in at one time, plus the comforter and the blankets and everything else. So, I blame the washing machine manufacturers on that. When they took that little piece out the middle, people thought it was just an open season on whatever you in, whatever you want in there. I blame the manufacturers. Don't the people are just doing? They don't know. They just doing what they see. But when you just have a straight open, no guidance, nothing, just right throw it in there. An agitator, yeah. like, is no longer needed. So, and, you know, the whole thing about uh, 
water consumption, everything has changed. And I think, you know, people are used to heavy duty washers, either in the washeteria or you, everybody's mama has a heavy duty washer. So you grew up using something that wasn't gonna break down for right. 20 years, or right. you go to the there are a hundred of them, and there are three guys that work there that are working on them all day long to keep them running. So people don't know about having to be careful with that. But, you know, it's a learning experience for them, too, sometimes. We have to teach them how to use our systems, how to use the keyless entry, how to correspond with us through the app to let us know if they need anything, especially in this COVID time. We literally... I laughed when Antoine said, yeah, you know, we generally don't talk to the people here. Exactly. We leave them alone. Like, this ain't making friends. <laughs> this isn't a, a, a bed and breakfast. We're not here to host you like that. And I Here's prefer that. I prefer that exactly. when I stay at Airbnb. I've had Airbnbs where, you know, we were, we reserved the whole house, right? Like, that's how we do. We don't even do the room option. We do the whole house. Uh, because we don't even want to interact with the host too much. And we did this one in Austin, and the woman who who owned the place was like, all right, well, I'm going to go out for a while. I'll be back later. And we're like, huh? <laughs> like, she was going to stay there. She's like, oh, yeah, you can use the house. Yeah, you can use the whole house, but, you know, I'm going to be in this room. <laughs> no way, okay. I had a lady that actually I did a lot of hosts that come and stay with me, right? And I would do the same thing. If I was gonna use an Airbnb, I'm gonna hopefully find a super host. I'm with that over a hotel if I can find something good. This lady told me, and I was, I hope my face, I, I probably was mortified in front of her, but she said she will have people come and stay with her in the bedrooms and she'll sleep on her own couch. Mm. That is, creepy weird and nothing i want anything to do with i want to see you if i don't have to tanway will tell you we have this big ass uh like a privacy bush like 12 feet long wide and about 15 feet tall we can't see them they can't see us they they can sit on their deck and not see us. We can sit on our deck and not see them. And we designed it that way. From day one, I was like, yeah, that line right there, put some bushes in. That was the best money I've ever spent. It's amazing. And we literally don't have to engage, you know, unless <clears throat> it's passing, in passing. And, and I prefer that. And only a couple of times have I had people who needed just constant I really believe this one girl's mother just needed some attention and was and was lonely back there. Her daughter came to get her butt fixed here. She came and got her butt done. No, and, uh, what? Never mind. Never mind. Oh, it, no, literally, she got her butt done and, and yeah. she got some plastic surgery. Then she came back six months later and re-upped. And so she's been here three times now. Her, her mom, and her man. Black folks from Delaware, and this girl is like build a body, and and she was yeah. here for weeks, and they loved it. But her mother was bored. She's back there taking care of this girl. Her mother was in her sixties, and so 
probably every other day, you know, she's asking, would it be okay if my son come and took a look at, is something wrong with the sink? She didn't know how to, she had closed the sink. And you know, the new sinks now, when you close the stopper to bring water into the sink, all you have to do is pop it again and it pops back up unless the water out. Well, she didn't know that or she needed help with that. A lizard got in one day because she left the door open. One of my sons had to come catch a lizard. Like, and she would talk and talk and talk for an hour if you let her. So oh. I try to always be busy or <coughs> I would actually talk on the phone. Mm, great <laughs> techniques. Yeah, yeah, totally. Acting like I was talking. Good to see you. Keep it moving. So that can happen. You know, we've had, I, we've never had creepy. Okay, no, that's not true. I'll send you a picture of these German people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember them, Tandaway? Remember that picture I showed you? Oh my God, y'all. Ichabod Crane. And he was four feet tall. And he totally, they look like cannibals. They, they look like cannibals. When <laughs> <laughs> I saw the picture, I was like, this is it. We dying this time. They look like cannibals. He's giving just really severe white hair and his bugged out eyes. And he's probably 60, super German, like super German, right? Then the female, and as it turns out, it was his wife. She's probably 20 years younger than Turns out his wife. Who do you think she was? <laughs> a, I thought they were coming here <clears throat> and they were here on a project of some sort. And they were business partners that worked together. Because she was giving high-tech German streetwear boots lesbians. I, and they were a couple. It was so bananas, but they were so kind, but I'm not convinced that they don't cook black people. I went to their profile. They only stay with black hosts. They only stay with black uh -oh. Airbnb. <clears throat> that's some that's some Jordan Peterson stuff. They studying us. <laughs> They're not supporting black business. <laughs> no, nobody supports black business. They're white that consistently. <laughs> that's good. That's keep keep it real now. Listen, their profile was like we look. We <clears throat> like to go to different urban cities and learn. You know about. Culture. They doing some Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> but when I John, they look like it. I was like, that's it. That's the hardest. We're gonna end up in a big you know, ass pot buying our own house. We're gonna get boiled. So they're gonna they're gonna season us with our own herbs. We cut to we cut to a dining room or a couple talking. Tandy, um, you know how I, you know how I've been a little bit unsure about the neighbors that moved in a few weeks ago. Yeah, you have been talking about them a lot. Well, they they're putting in a privacy bush, and I think they're up to something. I really do. They creep me out, and now they're getting this bush up. Like, what are they trying to hide? Come on, just go, just leave 
the the Franks alone, okay? They're decent people. They don't bother us. If they want to put up a privacy bush, it's their right. It's their property. Okay? Hi, hello? Who's that? Um, hello, it's Frank. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Frank. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, some unfortunate news. Oh, no. What's wrong? Dog somehow came over in the yard and his uh -huh. leg fell off. So I meant to drop these. What? what fell off? Legs. Our dog's legs fell off? That ain't right. No. Yeah, our, dog, no. our dog legs were perfectly attached to the body, I'm sure. Dog's legs don't just fall off. No, no. Well, I've seen He came over my yard. I went to grab him to put him back over your yard. His legs fell off. But Oh, no. I am so sorry. Well, let's go. Let's go get him. Can we come into yeah. your yard and get him? No, you can't come over to my yard. He's in your yard now. And Where? Use his legs. Bye bye. What was that? Now come on. No, I mean you know Petunia had no right to be over there. I don't know what they happened. They killed Petunia. We can't accuse them of anything, Antoine. We didn't see anything. He was nice enough. First, to first before before you try to reason with me, put down our dog's legs, please. Oh, I can't even talk to you right now. You're covered in blood. This has never happened before. This is so, so, I don't know what to of do. Of course it's never happened before. Not until the Franks moved in. This is murder. This is a sign. They're trying to tell us something. No, we got to do something. Antoine, just calm down, okay? We, accidents happen to pets all the time. We've just got to keep a closer watch next time we get a pet, okay? This is our fault. This is not their fault. He was nice enough to bring the remains back to us, okay? Let me just go wash up a little bit. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Rinse off. This is terrible. This is terrible. You know. I'll get it this time. You go rinse off. Right. Hello? I um, ready, ready, ready. Sorry. Um, uh... I broke your window and are you Mrs. Frank? Yes. You broke our window. Mm -hmm. Why? How? Here's a piece of, of of glass. You can have it back. I no no. I don't want. I don't want the glass back. I want you to tell me what you were doing near our window and also what happened to our dog. It was, I was putting out the privacy bush. Broke your window. That's what. Look, I don't know what you guys are up to, but I'm going to find out. And I'm going to get you kicked out of the neighborhood or arrested or something because I don't trust you guys. You can tell your husband that if he is your husband. I don't know what your relationship is. He, he, he's my husband, and our relationship is very personal and private. Just like that bush. Well, I'll tell you what, this neighborhood was not private. This neighborhood was very open and loving neighborhood until you guys showed up. Now we got dogs dying and windows breaking. And I don't like any of it. Okay, well, um, you have your stuff back. I'm going to leave. Sure. Yeah, thank you for giving my glass back. Who was it, Antoine? I'm sorry. I tried to hurry up and get back out so that I could greet our guests. Who it was, was it? Mrs. Freak, I'll tell you what. They broke our window and she their gave name, me the glass. Their name is Frank. It, it, there's a woman over there? I think. I'm so surprised. I don't want to assume. Oh, I need to have her over. That's not fair. No, 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 no. We don't need to have them in the house. 
I host, dog. I host the neighborhood women's circle. I've got to have her over. It's gonna be <laughs> we, we cut to the neighborhood women's circle. Guys, so everybody just calm down. We're going to have a guest come in today. Oh, my God, a new guest? Yes, it's Ooh. Mrs. Frank. I didn't know that, you know, she was living next door all this time. So I just went on and invited her to the, to the neighborhood women's circle. I mean, I think nice. it'll be a wonderful welcome experience I don't, don't you? like her wig oh it's so bad and she has a mustache and everything like that's okay i mean so critical so we're, we're not here to judge Do you see how cold her hands are when she's in the room just, no, I, it brings the, just just a chill just comes in the room when she when that family comes around oh I don't like her boots. Like if, we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're being honest right now, like before she gets here, I don't like her boots. They're, they look like they weigh 10 pounds each. They're huge. Stop it. They're huge. Stop it. Just stop it. I found out that they're from Germany and everything that's going on is typically German. Okay? We should be more cultured and open and accepting. Okay? <clears throat> Just quiet down because she should be coming soon. Just make sure I, I, I no. drink Okay, let me open up the door. Ladies, be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh hey, Miss Frank, how are you? Oh, hi. Hey, come hey. in. Is that how you say it in German? I think so. Yes. Oh, she thinks so. Think so. Okay. Where, where can I put my chainsaw? Oh well, I'll I'll put it in the the closet. I'll. Did you you did bring your book though, right? No, I just thought I'd listen today i'm sorry that chainsaw had a bit of blood on it were you aware um yes oh my god did you cut yourself yeah i cut something oh and well do you want a towel or a napkin or something to to wipe up the blood are you okay i'm, I'm okay but some of the neighborhood pets oh yeah i no, know it's so unfortunate our petunia it was yeah. No, hold on. I've been, I've, been, I've been missing my cat for about a whole week. Have you seen little uh, Snowball? I don't know. Do they see my family's privacy bush? I don't do think they, they do. They just come right on in. The, well, cats do like to be in bushes and trees. They find oh, shelter too. in there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, know. that's what were you saying, Tandy? No, I'm just saying they don't know it's a privacy bush. They just think it's outdoors. My husband and I just want to be left alone. So if you can control your animals, that would be very nice. My gosh, you just broke that glass in their head. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Do you need a Band-Aid? Oh, maybe I should call someone. You want an ambulance? That's a lot of blood, Mrs. Frank. That's a lot of blood. It's a regular amount of blood. It's fine. <laughs> oh, this is normal. This is not my expectation of the... <clears throat> Who's... Oh, let me get the door. Oh, gosh. Can you just... I'll go get... I'll get her paper towels. I'll get paper thank towels. You, thank you. Okay. Uh, hello? Hello. Is my wife over here? Oh, Mr. Frank, um, yeah, this is uh, the woman's gathering, and we generally don't like to have the guys here. They uh, they do something. Okay, different. I'm not staying long. I got a lot of things to go do. Okay. Okay. You tell my wife she left her gasoline for a chainsaw. Can't leave the house without that. Uh, uh, uh okay. 
I'll tell her. Um, you got to do. You got to do something else about that 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 broken window. What? It, it threw our security. You know. It threw it off by the breaking. Okay, well, we'll we'll fix that. Sorry for uh, messing up your security alarm. Uh, uh, okay. She oh. comes back and and one of the uh, the women in the group's <clears throat> arms and legs are gone. I'll go. But I was having a good time. We come back to their house, honey. I yeah. think we should talk about something. Okay. We need to move. We're not welcome here. You don't think so? No, I can tell those girls are looking at you. They'll never accept you. You're too pretty. Yeah, I guess so. Look at your style. Look at your boots. Thanks. They'll never get it. No. By the way, keep, keep taking Antoine's legs back over to the house. End theme. I gotta share my screen. Hold on. Let me show you George and Nick. No, no. <laughs> you just have to learn. So Do not be putting so these people on blast. You disabled me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. We'll show us after we're recording. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <gasps> Just know I made it. I survived. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They left us German candy, though. I didn't eat it. <laughs> that was for you. I bet. <laughs> Oh, bag full of German roofies, so they turn the table fast. No, no, thank you. I want to talk real quick about the idea of buying up the block. We we you touched on that before we started recording, and uh, yeah, is that something you're trying to do? And also, what does that even mean? <laughs> me, right? To people me, who don't know, um, buying buying back the block. Is, is taking control of what used to be ours anyway before all the things that ravaged Black neighborhoods and Black economies, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, getting, having leverage, having buying power, having power in the marketplace, period. And the single most valuable thing you can have that you can leverage against is the one thing that no one can make more of, which is the earth itself, the land. That is the one thing that everybody wants that everybody will never be able to have because there's not even enough of it. So, you know, the key to continued upward momentum for anybody but certainly you know for black people that is one way in for us ownership ownership people don't loan you big money if you don't have anything to hedge a bet against 
You got to be in the game to play the game. So you have to have something valuable. The rest of the stuff that we overpay for isn't worth anything to anybody that you want to borrow money from to create your ideas or create your future or your retirement or your legacy. Um, and it's something that we are going to have to, as a people, understand that ownership is power. So for me, you know, growing up in such a dynamic black neighborhood and the history of it, like, you know, I talked about with you guys before the evolution of where Tandaway and I are from, um, how it came to be, that's a proud legacy for us. You know, and our parents were that first generation of black folks who were allowed to buy in a Jewish neighborhood, in, in a neighborhood that was designed uh, to, for Jewish people of means or mid middle class uh, to, you know, upper middle class all the way to rich. It didn't matter that they were rich. Those folks at River Oaks wouldn't let them in. So they started their own area, which is Third Ward. And they sold to Black people who could buy. And, you know, growing up, my neighbor across the street was one of the first Black engineers at NASA. That's awesome. It's great to be able to talk about that. Everybody around us were educators. Like, my mom was a a teacher, the two people across the street, Dr. Terry and his wife were professors uh, at TSU. Uh, my neighbors to the right of me, uh, Joe Terry, who was from Louisiana, uh, owned his own auto body shop. Uh, the Allens to the left of us, Mr. Allen was actually a lifelong postal worker, but you know, an amazing, Father, an amazing man, a tough old man, they own that whole corner lot next to us. I grew up seeing that. My grandparents owned in Fifth Ward. We owned a triple lot, <coughs> triple corner lot in Fifth Ward from the 60s. And that actually, no, I'm sorry, the 50s. And that was unheard of. My grandfather had a fifth grade education. My grandmother had a ninth grade certificate. That was it. She was the help and he was a lawn man and a junk man. He cut yards and he hauled junk. And that's how they furnished their house. He would pull shit in off the street that white people who had called him to haul it off left behind. And he had 12 kids. And they all went to college and they all became professional off of a fifth grade and ninth grade education, a maid and a junk man created 12 people who created more people that have done very well. And so for me, it's just a rich legacy of working hard, pulling yourself up, ownership. And what, what we've learned, what our generation has learned that my grandparents never would have had the opportunity to partake in. My parents, you know, again, they were old enough to drink out of several water fountains and live in, my mom lived in Fifth Ward where they would come and park the trains behind their house where those black kids had to crawl under the train to get to school. They come and block the route to get to school. 
and they would do what they had to do to get there. So them living through those things, they were happy to just have been able to buy this house that we now live in. My parents bought this house for $44,000. My dad worked for the government. He worked for the Food and Drug Administration as an inspector, but he also died with a PhD. He got his PhD before he died. My mom got her master's before my dad died. So education, ownership, all those things were ingrained in us. And it was the same way with all of my friends from third ward. This is how we were all brought up. It's what we know. And my goal is to continue that tradition, teach my kids that ownership versus paying for somebody else's palace in Puerto Rico is what you need. So again, our goal, my husband and I, and teaching our kids and anybody that'll listen, anybody who wants to know, figure out how to get your hands in the pot, no matter what it is, even if it's only a parking lot. Um, anyway, guys, the bottom line is, is buying back the block really symbolizes more of taking our power back in the marketplace. And the only way to do that is to be less of a consumer and be a producer. And for us, you know, we balance out and, and weigh out what, what are the calculated risks? What are the things you can take calculated risks on? You can do stock market, but you can <clears throat> out. But real estate will just never, somebody's always gonna wanna get it from you even if it's a piece of trash. So you get it, and if you can't develop on it, you hold on to it, but you get whatever you can get your hands on. And at this point, we are seven doors a month, um, and we are working on the eighth every day of our lives. You always stay looking, you stay on the internet, and you, you figure it out. It's not easy, it's not always fun, it, it's satisfying. Um, you know, you don't always get paid on time, of course. And, and you work through that. I think uh, my newest tenant that's down the street from Tandaway's uncle, I, we were able to get a, a, a one-family home over in South Park. So that's our only unit that is not in Third War. But my connection to South Park and my comfort level there is because that's where we went to high school. I saw a lot of real estate opening up at South Park. We don't know much about the area, but they look like, it looks really nice and it looked very early. It's promising, very promising. Again, that neighborhood back there was all white in the 60s. And late 70s, early 80s, all black. Now it is 90% brown back there. Our Hispanic brothers and sisters, you know, they can move in and make a shake. And that's what they've done. A lot of those homes, again, through the, excuse me, Reagan era, crack era, you know, drug era in general at large, a lot of those homes fell on disrepair when people became addicted and couldn't keep up and they lost those places. A lot of those places were still owned by the white owners who took off when black people started moving in and they just kept black tenants. But over time, they boarded those up because they didn't want to deal with that. They weren't going to rent 
to crackheads or they weren't going to rent to Section 8. They didn't want to deal with an element. So they let those things go down and they let them go down hard. And you can pick things up over there now for 40, 50, 60 grand. Go in, gut it, do what you have to do, and either have a full-time tenant paying anywhere from $1,000 to $1,300 a month, or you can sell it off after putting another, you know, buy it for 50, put 50 in. You don't even have to go hog wild. And you can sell it for anywhere from 125 to 150. But a lot of our gentrifying brothers and sisters are heading back there and putting in the elbow briefs and moving in. And they're good with having black and brown neighbors of any type. And they're going to wait it out. And then they'll buy the one next door. And they'll buy the one on the next block. We need to be a part of that action period so why what do you why do you think it's taking the community so long to grab some of that concept like, what do you think? we like things we like things and we don't plan longevity i think for a lot of people who grew up renters their whole lives they don't know that for the same money you're paying for your rent, you can own something. No, it won't be in Sugar Land and it won't be six bedrooms at the price you're paying for rent. But for $900 or $1,000, yeah, you can buy a little two bedroom, one bathroom house, but with a decent amount of land and a nice backyard or a decent backyard and build up. And with that first one, you can sell it to get your next big one. You have to be exposed to that to know that it's real and to know that it's possible. <laughs> we cut to a we cut to a, a guy standing uh, with a guy outside of a, a house that's burned down. Yep, yep. Uh, when I sold you this house and I sold you that um, that uh, pallet of matches, I knew you, I knew I knew you were gonna take the matches. I knew you were gonna burn it. I knew you were gonna burn it down. I knew that. You, you yeah, let me buy those matches in this house and you know it's going to burn down? Yeah, well, I knew that you look like the type of guy who would go through that pallet of matches, just striking them, striking them, and that you wouldn't, you know, do it safely. You'd do it, you know, in your bedroom while you were, you know, where you were sleeping, right there in the bed. I, I knew it was going to catch You see, I thought, I thought, because you, you, you got me. You pegged me. That's, that's exactly, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I like to call myself a pyro. Some yeah. people like to say arsonist, whatever. But yeah. I like fire, you know? And I told myself, this house, not burning it down. But then you pointed out that match box yep. for sale. Yep. It was a and good that, deal. It was a great deal. It was, it was the best deal ever. Uh, you know, um, I, it was sorry. the best. That's what you it said the, it, and I, I said, said it too. It was that was the best, best deal and you, ever. And you know why it was books. the best deal? You know why it was the best deal? Because our, our 80 year old neighbor, this was her house. And she didn't want to vacate. And I was like, look, I'll, let me just buy it from you. I'll, I'll pay whatever you want. You can still live here. She was still living. She was still living in the back room there. I didn't oh, no. tell you because I didn't want I didn't want to freak you out. I didn't want to freak you well, out. Are you saying, you're saying <laughs> I just killed somebody if I burned down this house? Probably so. But you know what? My brother works for the fire department. I'm going to call him. He'll come over. You know, he'll assess the damage, see what's going on, see if the cops need to be involved. Right. Yeah. It was an accident. 
Yeah, I told you it was an accident. Let me call my brother and see what's going on. I don't on. need to call me. I'm here. Hey, I'm right here. bro, hey. again, you are always at the right place at the right time. I saw some smoke. Here I am. <laughs> you saw the smoke. That's the calling card. Yeah, well, this is a dude. I sold him the pallet of matches, and I sold him the house. And okay. Miss uh, Miss Gentry was in the in the back room, so you know you might want oh, to get okay. go. You probably should check and see if she's okay. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I think I got to find you for this privacy bush that's a bit overgrown here. Ooh, you got some overgrown shrubs. I mm. just moved in. That's a shame, man. So you have moved in, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You know, our cousin, our cousin Paul does landscaping. He does. He's really I good. Probably, I should probably call him, let him take a look at it. He could probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine. That'd be good. I don't need any more fines. Hurry, I deal with this burned down house and yeah. privacy bush is just a thorn in my we side call here. Paul. We call well, Paul. Well, I could take care of those shrubs for you if you don't want to get fined. I'm sorry. Uh, I know a lot about shrubs, security shrubs. Uh, that's okay. We got this handled. I got a cousin, Paul, who can uh, take care of this. He's a yeah. he's a licensed landscaper. He does great work. You know. Oh, uh, you talking about this guy with these legs? Oh Lord! Oh, oh Lord! Whoa! Why you got my? Oh no! I'm clipping the security clip. Uh, the security bushes and a pair of legs were hanging out of it, so I clipped them. The hell, man! Oh, to this gentleman. Here, here you go. This is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, this has gotten worse. I, I've never lost a family member in any of my business entanglements, man. You don't have you... anybody for this? No, well, I, I don't. <laughs> that happened before. <laughs> never got I didn't call my wife. My wife is really good at these kinds of things. Y'all want me to call my wife? Yeah, call your wife, anybody who can help. All right, let me, let me call. Anybody? Oh geez, I left my cell phone. Don't give me a, a cell phone. Yeah, man, go ahead. Take mine. Use my cell phone. Hey, that's too many numbers, man. You where you calling? Germany? Is that where you calling out of the country? Yeah, absolutely. My wife's we're both German. Man, you can't we, use my we, cell phone. We cut to his wife staying at a an Airbnb uh not too far away, but she has a German phone, so she has why there's so many numbers. And uh yeah, so here's the room. Um plenty of seasonings here. Uh, you can pretty much do anything you want into your space. Uh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, hello? Sure, no problem. Hey, babe. Hey. We got another leg problem. I don't think okay. you're... Okay, I was looking at this. What was that? I don't think you're believing me. They don't believe you? No. They're talking about it belonging to somebody's family member or something. I bet here you got legs. Oh, you seasoning salt right here in the room. You could uh, spice that on up. Okay, thank well, you. We're stealing this guy for second town. They'll never freaking allow us to live here. Yeah. What if I bring two more legs? How, how would that? You think that would play? Sure. I don't know, man. Just bring, just bring all the legs you got. We'll just try. Okay. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> all the legs. I love how they have such a cooperative couple of months. <laughs> Relationship goals. Uh, so that's the Can't Tell Us Nothing show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And thank you, Jonna, so much for being our special guest tonight. It was great having awesome. you back. Where can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, 
I wasn't prepared the last time somebody asked me this. So the best way to start is find me on Instagram, pure underscore megatwan, P-U-R-E underscore M-E-G-A-T-O-I-N-E, twan, like you, pure megatwan. And I actually um, post a lot about what I do with Airbnb specifically. And as the other properties come available, I post there. And I'm actually, my goal, and this is something I talked to Tandaway about, I want to begin to teach other people how to become Airbnb hosts and show them how they can monetize the spaces that they have available, how to market, how to become a super host, and, and go from not making any money to literally having an extra $3,000 a month if you have a space. I, I've been able to do that on a one bedroom. Beautiful, beautiful. Check that out, people. Go, go, check, go educate yourself. Own something. Get your hand in the pot. If you want to get your hand on some C-Ton action, go ahead and go to C-Ton Improv on all of those social media places. That's C-Ton Improv on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram on YouTube, C-Ton Improv, on our own website, ctonimprov.com. And uh, to check out this show, you can find it on 92KELZ uh, every Wednesday <laughs> at 7. Uh, you can also find it on the Mockingbird Network the following day on Thursday. Or we just put this video up on YouTube and Facebook and watch it there. Yeah, people can watch it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I feel like I learned a lot today. <clears throat> uh, Amici, what, what have you learned today? Um, I'm going to buy the block. <laughs> Buying back the block. What about you, John? Um, I learned a lot about the Airbnb business model for the hosts. Beautiful. What about you, Tandy? Learn that cannibals have a certain look. <laughs> and, I, and I learned that sugar makes the best pillow. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, have a good one. We are out.